Welcome to the True Face Podcast. We've not ever had a third part. No, no. We got Steen Hudson in the house. Steen Hudson is here. <laughs> and uh, we're excited about that. Oh, On our great. board. Who um, is Steen anyway? Yeah, he is, <laughs> who is Steen? No one knows okay, the answer no. to that. There'll be several podcasts to, yes, to that's right. that. It's a deep dive. Indeed. Yeah. But we like him. We let him into our homes, and that's that's saying something. Yes, it is. Or maybe it's not. I don't he know. He is a dear, dear friend and leader and uh, nurturer of all things True Face. Yeah. And he and Trina have Hudson Consulting Group. And we want you to know that because that group has helped True Face yeah. to continue to grow and flourish. Yeah. It's a uh, and a lot of other groups. And a lot of other groups. And so that's more, that, more. Go ahead. Yeah. So that that's strategic <laughs> uh strategic and fund development work is critical to nonprofits. And a lot of folks, you know, they who haven't worked in a nonprofit, they don't realize, oh, this is like core to your engine going forward. And Steen, thanks, man. That has been a, a great, a great help. Yeah. Great help. Good fun. Oh man. So, so he used to join us on the podcast absolutely. today. Absolutely, Bill, you know, can't find his way here. So we're just, Steen, come on in. And I want you to see how this unfolds. Steen thinks that it means he just sits here and watches. As a guest. Yeah, yeah as a guest. And just watch how this plays yeah. out. In the next I remember week. how Joel <laughs> felt last week. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, All right, guys, I got to go. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah. Great to have been a guest. Yeah. Well, we have the uh, Final Four in Phoenix this week, and mm. we have the privilege of hanging out with uh, some of the guys from Athletes in Action and some of their people that trust them in the basketball world. And um, so if you want to, and we would love it, please be praying for yes. – there's a lot of people who um, really want to see this message get into the world of of high performance, very little trust – and as much as we love the tournament and love basketball and all of that, it's also a very difficult world. And for those people working in it and for those Christians that are working in it, those people who are looking for Jesus in it, um, there's some really good opportunities to, to move to move people into some good experiences. So what's and today? What's the, what, what's the event today that they're so, going to speak So well, the reason that Bill bailed on us, uh, <laughs> he and our other friend, Jeremy, get to talk to some coaches um, just about what it looks like to – um, live this life in the middle of a really hard culture. And so they're going to spend today doing that. And it's fantastic. Excellent. But we're still going on the cure in parents, which yes, I'm still excited are. about. Yeah, we last last back, week we were talking about discipline. Back here in the salt mines. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> it's such an easy world, the cure in parents. I, oh, compared to basketball. Yeah. Oh. oh. That's, that's true. The pressure on a parent is, is quite high. <laughs> yes. Um, the clock is winding down and you haven't <laughs> taken your shot. Yes. So. I'm way down on the win-loss record myself. <laughs> I, I have far more losses in the column of parenting than I have wins. Uh, you just got to get to the tournament, Steve. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to get to that yeah. season. My team's been pushed back to NAIA. <laughs> We're not even in NCAA really anymore. <laughs> so – Last week we unpacked discipline, but one of the things that we do on page 56 is we also talk about taste. And uh, the reason we did that is because each child is an individual, but there's a whole lot that has to do with how we see the world that our child might not see the world the same way. And that's not necessarily wrong. 
So we'll pick up here. There is a world of difference between disciplining a child due to harmful choices and supporting the development of a child's God-given unique tastes. Your children will carry unique individual tastes consistent with their unique makeup, music preferences, clothing styles, favorite foods, sports teams, type fonts, room decorations. And while emerging and maturing throughout a child's lifetime, tastes are largely neither right nor wrong, good or evil, and so they must not be ridiculed or devalued, even if their tastes are unusual or even unpopular. When a child's tastes trigger the parent's public embarrassment, followed by demeaning the child, it's often more about the parent's immaturity than the child's. Parenting right and wrong is not the same as parenting tastes. Don't get us wrong. Parenting right and wrong is not the same as parenting tastes. Cheating or stealing or sexual immorality is not a question of taste. We have the responsibility and the privilege to help clarify and show the applications of what God declares right and wrong. But parenting a child's taste is very different. We must never squash that which simply is an expression of taste just because it doesn't agree with our preference. Hmm. Well, I think about last week, we did spend most of our time on, on discipline. And this week, I think it would be great for us to ask us, is what, what are some of the times when we have experienced taste issues and that either led to, like it says, our public embarrassment, or it led to us thinking we were parenting a right and wrong when actually it was a taste. What are, what are the, some of those things? And and I was just thinking here, we have we have like 12 children between us here. Um, Steen, you get three guys in their 20s uh, or so. And what, what has been uh, either most difficult or most helpful to you in this world of tastes? Well, one of the things that early on um, we kind of had to struggle through was how are we going to decide our children must be presented to the world? <laughs> because <laughs> as little ones with their own emerging personalities and tastes, the um, desire, at least in certain atmospheres, is to make sure that our children have their hair brushed as we would like it and then them to be dressed as they would like it. And we're pretty easygoing. So there's a lot of times where that's not an issue. But I would find that there were certain places we were going where I was like, I was I was hearkening back to days of yore, like when I hate it, like, no, they, they need to look like this. And I realized <laughs> back mm, in the days of yore. Yeah. Well, yeah. And <laughs> I realized how driven I was by something that I didn't even realize kind of had control of me of this situation. No, this is a situation where they have to look presentable. And I don't think I ever followed through with it, but I remember how strong that was and thinking all this does is making me feel like my child's not enough. That's completely about me. If my child doesn't want to wear matching pants and just like Aiden in this book, doesn't want to wear matching pants and a matching shirt. Actually, she loves what she's wearing. Yeah. So this is uh, probably about me and it very much is and only about me. So the fact that she's wearing a mint sweater in the middle of summer <laughs> and floral print <laughs> pants that don't like that is a matter of not only taste of what goes together or, but also comfort yeah. and just, and you feel cool. You never, yeah. I never wanted to be the dad who, you know, kind of hurt my children through, you have to be this way. And I wasn't thinking I ever was. And then you have get those times where it's like, no, now it's time for us to be presentable. Uh, yeah. So that's one that comes to mind. Interesting. Steen, 
What do you What do you think? What are your memories? Well, my I've got my own memories, but just one of the things that hit me is getting on the plane to come out here yesterday. Uh, a couple that I know from our church was boarding the same plane with a young child and was already uh, nervous and anxious about the noise that the child was going to make because it's their first plane trip and all of the anxiety that goes with that. It was That was the first thing that came, came to my mind is already right there just thinking and making excuses for and concerned about how are we going to look and is our parenting going to be correct. And I, I, I think of... Uh, Long, long ago, what were those in the age of your or days of your days of your, days of your uh, in, in our kids' lives? But then I think currently, and I'll, so I'll, the first thing that pops into my mind is is length of hair, and we've mm. got boys that mm. uh, have have chosen something that would be uh, different than than what dad uh, and maybe mom too, but I'll speak for myself would say, wow, you know, if you just cut it just a little bit. And I, I, I think one of the things that comes to my mind is, is one is, is, well, I am really comfortable with them in a public setting. So I really am. And, but then am I really because it bothers me <laughs> or it doesn't really bother me? And I just think what kind of what does this mean about the kind of kid that they are and what they're going to do? And I think the thing that I've grown in uh, around this is just the, the freedom to let these tastes uh, enjoy the tastes, that, that they've got different tastes. And I think that's an area that I feel like they've even helped me uh, grow into. Uh, our middle our middle son in particular is, I'm kind of the extrovert. He's a little bit more on the introverted side. And so he's more quiet and I can uh, over talk him or, or, or say things that he won't respond to that the others might. And I've really learned, I think, from him uh, how to enjoy his tastes, how to expand my tastes. And so I, at the same time, I think uh, looking at that and thinking, what does this mean about them? Where are they going? And, uh, and, and I can start creating a, a, well, that he probably wouldn't be able to get a job if he has that kind of hair or they, what does this mean for the rest of their lives? I can play that out and it really has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, realized the delight as they were growing up to let them know some of my tastes mm -hmm. so that what a beautiful thing like the, the vw i haven't had a vw in a <laughs> decade but vws are a big thing in our family and and caleb saw one in jackson hole at some rest area of a westphalia and now it becomes this bonding thing to have these tastes that are neither wrong or right mm -hmm. but but I, I realized that I got to share some of my tastes and found out some of them stuck. And then other things uh, like the choice of power tools in one's life. <laughs> I don't know where he came up with that, but it wasn't from me. Um, I heard something the other day at a birthday party. Blew me away. The health of this parent who prayed over his child. And his child is wild and um, dresses without apparent regard for social mores and, and all these things that I would say, hey, how about a little bit more parenting here? Uh, why don't we uh, engage a little <laughs> bit more in these things? Uh, honestly, I don't think it that much, but, but she is truly uh, out there. And he prayed in his prayer, oh God, 
would you help us continue to let this daughter be wild in in all mm-hmm. of her expressions and be free and free to be exactly who you made her and let us release her into that not not into any wrong but into the beauty of how she sees life and i went i i repent for all that i have been you know it, this was beautiful to watch uh this parent and i know it wouldn't be what he would choose i know it wouldn't right. be the, he, he would wish that his daughter probably conformed more inside the lines yeah uh but it was it was powerful to watch that i, I it makes me think of the freedom that a, a friend who's a professional artist gave me with our oldest son who's very artistic and early on, the thought is, in that taste, is, well, should I develop it? Do I need to get it out of him? Do I need to get him good, uh, like uh, going to some instruction? And his uh, comment was, basically, just put stuff, free them yeah. to pursue it. And if they really want to pursue it, they'll, they'll find, it. They'll, they'll find yes. it. And that was really freeing for me to not try to say, hey, you need to be an artist like this or get this kind of training. Hey, you're young, figure it out and enjoy it. Yeah. I'll just put things in front of you. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting that when we are more secure in who we are in Jesus, that we are able to do what you just shared. We are able to focus on other people, in this case, our children, yeah. and to know them well yeah. so that we can let their strengths be trained in the way that they would go, in the way that, that God has designed them, so that they be freed to discover what God had for them, their destiny, That's right. instead of our destiny for them. Uh, it's so, so important that we do that and that we do that for other parents as well, mm-hmm. that we help them be free that way. Well, we are thanking Steen, guest. Thank you for talking, <laughs> guest. Appreciate it. For it. being with us from Santa Barbara today. We really thank you, brother, for all you've done uh, for True Face. Great deal. We'll see you next week on the True Face Podcast. Thank you, guys.